Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. They got a ridiculous college football betting offer right now. You just put $1 on a college football bet and they'll give you $200 in free bets, which is insane. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL can see all the helmets behind me. And we are getting closer and closer to college football season Next week, we will be breaking down the top prospects in the biggest games in week zero. And by we, I mean primarily he, Emery Hunt, absolute stud at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. And it's last but certainly not least today, Emery, today we are breaking down uh, the 10 prospects you're most excited about in the SEC. We kind of saved the best for last. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, when we look at this list, a lot of people will say, well, where's this guy? Where's this guy? All the top prospects are juniors. So we're looking at some seniors to get excited about uh, for this draft class that you need to get familiar with. I think draft community loves to go to underclassmen all, all the time and always ignores the senior prospects until it's too late. So let's just look at some seniors uh, that you want to have earmark going into the season. Absolutely love it. Let, let's talk quick though, because uh, I, I want everybody to know this. Just a friendly reminder: we are three podcasts in one. So in thirty minutes, we're going to give you the NFL Draft podcast, which is the prospects to watch that weekend in college football. We're going to give you the college football podcast, talking about the top games. I'm going to give you a college football betting podcast where Emory will make his picks against the spread. This year, we got Nebraska at Illinois. We got a Big Ten matchup. UConn at Fresno State. Fresno always has a couple of dudes. I know UConn has at least one dude, and I'll be doing their game the following week. Hawaii at UCLA. Chip Kelly always has some guys. UTEP at New Mexico State. And Southern Utah at San Jose State. What a program San Jose State has done. Brian Brennan, what a job 
turning that group around. I mean, I, I can't believe it. Next Saturday, we got five FBS college football games. Yeah, and I'm excited too, man. And it's good to get those games, you know, on that, that slate in week zero, so to speak. Because how often do you get to watch San Jose State? We talk about the season last year they had. Uh, they went toe-to-toe with everyone in the Mountain West. Um, and they're looking to get back out there on the field after what happened in that bowl game against Ball State. So I'm excited to see those guys out there play. Um, and, and just the fact that we're getting college football back and we'll have fans in the stands. So you know this, Ross, because you were there this past weekend calling the Eagles game, how different it makes the broadcast when you have fans and that gnat sound out there in your ear. Oh, look at him, man. Look at Emery with the fancy term, Nat Sound. I love it. Dude, it was awesome. First of all, I I love preseason games. I love getting a chance to see these kids play for the first time. Uh, and the energy was awesome. The other thing I love is, like, I love as stars emerge. You know, there was only two games last Thursday night. It was Patriots-Washington. And then my game, Eagles Steelers. And I was watching for some of the guys you were talking about on social media, like Pete Guerrero, the running back from Monmouth. But Emery, how about the speed that Quez Watkins from Southern Miss showed? I mean, dude, now he made a 4-3-5 at the combine. He's I had a buddy of mine who's a Steelers fan. He was like, dude, Quez Watkins isn't that fast. Dude. He ran a 4-3-5 at the combine. He was the second fastest guy at the combine. He's fast. And he made Trey Norwood. I mean, Emery, that was like Trey Norwood's like second or third play in the NFL. That had to be. I mean, he went to Oklahoma. He's a draft pick. That had to be a wake-up call like, holy crap. Bro, he, he was a safety. So he was already back there and had an angle and did not touch Quez Watkins. When he pulled away, I was like, damn. Like, and I'm glad it happened, you know, in the spotlight like it did. So all these high school kids that say they run 4-3 sees what a 4-3 looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great point. By the way, this Thursday night, Emery, it's the Patriots and the Eagles. It'll be on NFL Network. Uh, they'll have our broadcast. It's the only game on that night. So you have no choice but to watch your boy on Thursday night. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. I'm fired up for it. I was actually at the Eagles and Patriots joint practice yesterday, uh, which was very entertaining uh, to see those teams go head-to-head. Thought the Eagles uh, did, did a lot of good things. Both teams did. I thought, by the way, Mac Jones uh, looked better than Cam Newton, but we shall see. Let's dive into the SEC, Emory. Really fired up about it. Uh, I think the first couple guys, I know the first guy, I know you are primarily highlighting seniors, but I think the first two guys, certainly the first guy, is just so outstanding as an underclassman that you had to mention him, and that's Derek Stingley, the corner from LSU, started and was a stud as a true freshman on the national championship team. Right, and you know when it's so obvious that these guys will jump to the NFL, you'd almost almost be remiss not to include them. That's why the first two guys are on there. And you're right about Stingley being a stud since his freshman season. Uh, he was actually our number one high school prospect on footballgameplan400.com, our high school scouting site that we did. And when you go back and read the the, the report, like this dude was a can't-miss prospect. So for selfishly for me, I'm enjoying watching him 
hit the ground running as a freshman and become the stud that he became. So we had him as the number one player out of the entire, you know, recruiting class of that year. Stingley can play any side of the field, has great ball skills. And this year, uh, to to show that athleticism and skill set, he's going to play a little offense too. So I'm excited he's going to put all of that out there on film this year, his final season in Baton Rouge. So let's talk about that for a second. Do you? Do, how much does it matter, do you think, to NFL scouts if he plays some offense? Not much. It just helps LSU out, you know, because – they're going to need someone that's going to be a playmaker, even though they usually have good depth at that position. But I just think it shows his potential of what he can do. Kind of like what we saw with Patrick Peterson. We saw Patrick Peterson touch the ball on offense at times at LSU. So it's not surprising to see this happen. So it also, we also know he, he runs, uh, he returns kicks or punts and everything. So just more opportunities with the ball in his hands gives you a little bit of an idea of how versatile he could be as a pro player, sometimes you may need a player too on offense. Hey, throw Stingley out there. You know he's done it. You have it on tape. I think that's why they're doing it. Uh, let me ask you this, Emery, since you're from New Orleans. Um, is it a pretty much 100% LSU fans in the state of Louisiana? In other words, Pennsylvania, I mean, there are a lot of Penn State fans, and they are diehard. They, I would say – I'm just throwing this out there. I would say Pennsylvania is probably about 80% Penn State, 15% Pitt, and like 5% Notre Dame for whatever reason. I think Notre Dame just has fans everywhere, but a lot of Catholic people, a lot of people in the Cole region like Notre Dame because um, it goes way back. What, what is Louisiana as it relates to LSU? It's funny. I'm glad you asked that. I would say it's like 90%. LSU, about 4% Florida State and Miami, and 3% if that adds up to every other school in the state. And when I was playing at UL, we go to the local Walmart, you know, for groceries or whatever, and they'd be all LSU shirts in there that they're selling. You, I, Again, born and raised in New Orleans, Tulane is legitimately right down the street. Across, it's two blocks away from the high school I went to. All we saw on TV was LSU. Tulane in 98, my my uh, senior year, they were in the midst of the undefeated season. They were 12-0. and 0. No one cared until maybe the sixth or seventh game of the season. LSU was always on TV, even though Tulane's offense is what we come to know now as the spread offense, and it was still LSU. And so I just found it amazing that, you know, these people are just so diehard LSU fans, and that wasn't always the case because at one point in time, a nice little stretch, from the late 80s to 95 when they signed Kevin Falk, LSU was kind of mediocre, but it was still dominant in the state. So it's 90% LSU. Then everybody loved Florida State because they won, and everybody loved Miami. Then, oh, yeah, if you're in Ruston, you like La Tech. If you're in Lafayette, you like UL. You know, so it's very specific, but it's all LSU. What about your number two guy, George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia? He's on this list for two reasons. One, it's just so dynamic that he was going to be a guy that's going to enter the draft early. But now you compound that with the fact that he's going to be working through an injury. You know, he tore his ACL in the spring, I believe. And so we may not see him this year. He may just decide to opt out and just continue to rehab and get ready for the draft. But what he has put out there on film, he's a guy that can track the football really well, 
good hands at the catch point. Another one of these football game plan, 400 highly ranked prospects. He just plays the game like a grown man. He, he was one of those guys that we saw as a high schooler just look pro ready. And it's hard to see that, you know, for a lot of high school players, but for someone that was just so physically developed and how he played the game, how he attacked the ball, how calm he was with the ball in the air, all of that we started to see at Georgia very early. And I think he's just destined for stardom. Next up, uh, we've got your number three guy is an offensive lineman from Arkansas, actually, Myron Cunningham. I'm a big fan of O-linemen and particularly tackles that are aggressive in their pass sets. Like they take the fight to the defensive end. You know, it's not like a wait and see approach and try to play the hands and, you know, do all of those things. Cunningham is someone that is like, nah, I'm not going to wait. You're going to see these hands first. And he does a good job. He does a really good job in a run game. And yes, sometimes it can be a little bit over aggressive and guys can slip his blocks, but you like that attitude and you can coach up the other things around his game to get him to be a little bit more consistent but you love what you're seeing up front for him. And a big reason why Arkansas could be one of these sleeper teams in the SEC this year. As an edge defender, you've got Christopher Allen from Alabama listed. Yeah, I like how active he is with his hands. You know, someone that doesn't like to stay blocked, he's able to disengage and flatten to the quarterback, show some good acceleration to close on the ball carrier. And I just think that in this defense this year, uh, last year, you didn't really have the the dynamic pass rusher at, for Alabama. I think this is the year we'll see Allen's name just kind of skyrocket and jump up because I do feel as though he has that potential with how well he does, you know, at the point of attack, playing the run, and also being aggressive and active and consistently trying to get to the quarterback. So I feel like the SEC has some of the best names every year. Auburn safety, Smoke Monday, that's incredible. Smoke Monday, that's an amazing name. I mean, that's got to be one of the top five names this year. If you were a scout and I was a GM and you handed me his name, oh, yeah, yeah, let's take him. You know, I I don't even have to see his his game. (laughs) I want somebody named Smoke Monday on my defense. Like, like just off uh, GP, give me Smoke Monday, I'm drafting him. But when you watch him play, it's it's he plays like how his name sounds. He's just a good football player, man. It's like Adrian Amos, you know, someone like that, right? Someone that just is around the football, making plays in space, good tackler, has solid ball skills, and you like how active he is as a blitzer. Someone like Smoke Monday is going to have a long career in the NFL. I, I just love watching him play, uh, how aggressive he is. He's a hitter. Um, and, and, again, it just it shows up every day, every time you watch – an Auburn game, he's making a player or two that just leaves you like, man, this dude can play. It, whether that's the only play he makes in the game, but it's the one play he does make is very impactful. Well, speaking of guys that are hitters, how about Ventrell Miller, linebacker from Florida? Explosive upon contact, man. I thought he would have came out last year, but decided to come back to Florida. Their best defensive player, in my opinion, uh, is Ventrell Miller. So watching him just dominate in the run game, show that, ex- that speed and explosiveness that you want to see at the second level. Um, you just love the 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 attitude, the want to, and he's going to be an integral part to their defense this year because their cornerback, who's also a really good player, is now going to be out for the season with the torn ACL. So before I get to Jordan Davis at seven, uh, I do want to talk at some point 
about Evan Neal because I think that guy's awesome. I also think LinkedIn Talent Solutions, absolutely awesome. Listen, we all know, Emery, you got a couple small businesses. Small business owners are busier than ever. You're focused on managing and growing your business. You can't be spending a ton of time recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. 740 million professionals on LinkedIn. They fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates. It's easy to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. Critical, critical to have the right people. Look, this whole podcast is about the NFL teams getting the right people through the college draft. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash draft. That's linkedin.com slash draft to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Our second Georgia Bulldog, Emery, and that's the aforementioned Jordan Davis from Georgia. Another guy that I thought was going to come out last year uh, but decided to come back, and that's a big get for Georgia because he's someone up front that just kind of you know, dominates, and you have to account for him. Sometimes with two blockers, uh, sometimes you have to slide, protect to his side um, because he's just a disruptive player. He destroys run games. He's someone you're not moving off the spot, and you want to see how he develops a little bit more nuance to his game in terms of, you know, what he can do from a pass rushing perspective. I know that's hard to ask a nose tackle, so to speak, to do, but you just want to see someone kind of like what we saw from Tadaro Slayton at Florida last year, and now he's with the Green Bay Packers. You may be a big guy like Quentin Bohannon of Kentucky, um, but now he's in the NFL. It show a little pizzazz up front to where, you know, you can be a pressure player and not just a one-down, one uh, you know, run stuffer. And I think Jordan Davis has an opportunity this year to, to showcase that. He's a really good player. Could have been a first-round pick last year. I do think he's still a first-round type talent uh, for Georgia. Then we've got uh, Allie Gay, an edge from LSU. It's funny. Some of these schools, I swear, LSU, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, those four in particular, and I guess Florida, those five, always so good up front on defense. Like their front sevens, a million dudes always. Tell me about Allie Gay. He was a Juco transfer, and his first game at LSU was against Mississippi State. And you're just like, man, this dude, number 11, is making all the plays. Like, he's playing his butt off. And you look at how he wins. You talk about – again, Ross, you know I love to go old school players and guys that we remember growing up. Remember how uh, heavy-handed Sean Jones was that played with the Raiders and the Oilers? That's Allie Gay. It's like he put those paws on you and you kind of stunned and stymied at the line of scrimmage. He just moves you out the way and goes and makes the play. And he had, I think, a couple of sacks. Now, granted, it's, it's probably, it probably was easier to sack K.J. Costello than it is to sack someone that can get out there and scramble uh, like Bo Nix. But, you know, when you're Ali Gay and you're winning that strongly at the point of attack, you're going to be good versus the run. You have upside in the passing game. I think he's the underrated prospect in the SEC. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like when we got underrated guys. 
Um, how about safety Leon O'Neal Jr. from Texas A&M? I think this could be this year's version of Jordan Fuller, who was at Ohio State. It was an okay player, uh, but has grown and blossomed into a really good player starter for the Rams, right? And O'Neal is someone that has good enough awareness, good ball skills, can make plays in the open field as far as tackling is concerned. I think he can play either safety spot, which is advantageous for him going to the pro game because uh, you're going to have to be a little bit of a combo safety. You want to see how well he can do in one-on-one coverage. I think that's an area for him to grow this year. But in terms of just playing safety, I like his game. And I think, you know, he, he him being another key part to this Aggie defense that's returning is going to be huge for them if they want to try to upset Alabama and win the SEC, which they have a good chance to do if they figure out their quarterback situation. But O'Neal is someone that has good all-around game. And I, I do think because he's not – uh, the most dynamic player. Uh, people are not talking about him, but that's why I compared him to Jordan Fuller, someone that could end up being a much better pro or getting his credit that he deserves as a pro that he doesn't get as a collegian. You know what's so funny? I, I think people don't understand how important football intelligence is and how quickly you process things. Like watching the Eagles the other night, Alex Singleton, who's uh, got to be an Emory Hunt favorite. I mean, he played yeah, Montana no, no. State, played in the CFL for a couple of years. He's been on and off of practice squads. He, I mean, he's the Eagles' leading tackler last year. He really processes well. Like, he has a feel for what's happening, and he's there, and he flies around. Even another guy that went undrafted, even though he started a zillion games at Wisconsin, TJ Edwards. Like, some guys just see it better than other people and those are a couple of examples and I think guys like Jordan Fuller you mentioned Leon O'Neal they just see it better and that's a hard thing to teach I mean obviously you're, you're you're teaching the coaching points and you're like hey here's what you want to look for but it just comes more naturally for some guys than it does for others absolutely and it shows you that um, you can't just plug and play with a lot of different players. And you think about someone's background, let's say like Alex Singleton, who played in the Big Sky Conference, where you're going to see a lot of different offenses, right? And then he goes to the CFL, where uh, the, the field is wider, the game is spread out. So it is to your advantage to get to where you have to be quickly. So now you condense all of that in the NFL game. Well, no wonder he's getting from point A to point F in a hurry, right? Because he had to get do that in a wider game. It's condensed. He's still able to play his fast side on the sideline. And, and you're right. Sometimes it just comes natural. Some people can just instinctively, you know, understand what an offense is trying to do for them. And I just think are due to them. And that's why guys like that, like you mentioned, just have a better feel for the game. And I, I just think that is, like you said, is an underrated element to when you, when you are studying prospects and why sometimes we use the term maybe a better pro than he was in college. By the way, I mentioned him earlier, Evan Neal, 6'7", 360 for Alabama. Really looking forward to watching him. You know, he started the first two years, true freshman, true sophomore. Now he'll be a true junior. I think he'll play at left to take over for Alex Leatherwood. Really excited to see what, what he's able to get done this year. Um, and then you've got a quarterback, which I think is interesting. I, I don't know much about this guy. I got to be honest with you, Emery. 
Um, maybe I'm showing myself here, but Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, I never even heard of this guy. Yeah, he transferred from Virginia Tech, and he was a Virginia Tech starting quarterback uh, up until last year, you know, then he tra grad transferred to Tennessee. And the reason why I added him on here is because we know what that position looked like the last three years at Tennessee, you know, with their you – know, Garantano is now at Washington State. And so they bring in Hidden Hooker, who played some good football for Virginia Tech. And you wonder if they can get that player with Tennessee or for Tennessee, then we know Tennessee has enough talent to where they can be competitive. Their issue the last three to four years have been has been the quarterback position. And it's interesting to see the guys that they brought in, developed, and try to, you know, play. They decided, you know what, man, we need a grad transfer at the position. Hendon Hooker comes in with an opportunity to really stabilize his game, elevate his game, and work himself into maybe that day three area of the position. Because I know everybody talks quarterback SEC. They want to talk about JT Daniels um, you know, and, and other players. But someone like Hendon Hooker, who's a senior who's played a lot of games, played good football, can kind of help stabilize what Tennessee has and maybe showcase what they have at wide receiver more so than what the previous quarterback group did. Make sure you check out this man on social media so you know where he is because he's everywhere, at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Reminder, we take requests. We're like a DJ. We take questions. You got a question about a specific prospect? Emery knows him. I'm telling you, Emery knows him. He will be able to tell you about that guy. So give us an email. Let us know. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you that spread the word via social media. Love those of you that rate and review the show. It means a great deal. If you can do that right now, now that's the end of the show, that'd be great. I think we're done here. No, I think we're done here. The keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.